Hello, this is Pamela Montgomery, attorney, author, and entrepreneur. I'm the co-owner of My Biz Dream Team. Welcome. I'm so glad that you joined us today for this episode of My Biz Dream Team Opportunity Wednesday Training Series. This program is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs achieve uncommon results. Our mission is to educate, empower, and inspire you to achieve extraordinary results in your business and in your life. Many of you may be making plans to transition from a job to full-time entrepreneurship, speaking, or writing. You may be wondering how to make that transition. How do I take what I know and transition to becoming an online entrepreneur? Perhaps you can start this transition on a part-time basis while still working. We at My Biz Dream Team are dedicated to helping you reach those goals and making that dream lifestyle come true. As a practicing attorney for more than 30 years, I'm accustomed to representing people in court to advocate on their behalf. Now, I'm an advocate for your success. You can find us online at mybizdreamteam.com where we share powerful strategies about achieving uncommon results. Our theme this month, increasing your authority status. How are you attracting, engaging, and converting your audience? Do they know about your experience and expertise? That's our challenge this month, to increase your authority status. So this month, we'll, we'll be discussing strategies that provide you a framework for increasing your authority status and success. You don't have to be a celebrity to have authority status. Many business owners and executives are quite skilled at positioning themselves as authorities. Now, as you've heard during this series, some of these steps are easy and seem intuitive. Others will take time, attention, and deliberate planning. No one becomes a recognized expert overnight. So use what we're teaching you to create a plan. You don't want to be haphazard. I recommend that you set some goals, track, and measure your results. At My Biz Dream Team, we're all about focusing on your results. Your bottom line and your business will thank you for taking time to make a plan. In previous episodes, we told you about, one, the importance of being professional, Two, the importance of being authentic and transparent. And three, the importance of using great content and marketing to create a fantastic brand. Today, we're going to talk about networking like a pro. It's so important to be where your customers and prospects hang out, whether that's online or in person. But today we're going to focus primarily on networking with your audience in person. And I have a fantastic guest to help us 
learn more about this topic of networking. My guest today is Leslie Cardinal. I've known Leslie for a few years now, and I've always found her to be so very professional and engaging when she meets people. She's been a coach, a teacher, and consultant for more than 20 years. She has a background as an engineer, and she draws on this unique on this background and her unique approach to working with her clients. You know, she helps them with uh, getting more customers and, of course, earning more money in their business. And also, she's very interested in helping them have a more fulfilling life. So she's, her goal is to help them achieve their big goals in their professional and personal lives. So, Leslie, I'm so glad to have you on the program today with us. Well, thank you, Pam. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you. I can't wait to have this conversation and, and talk with you about our topic today. Thank you. I, I tell you. Well, let's start talking about networking. But before we get into some of the details, let's establish some uh, basic understanding for our audience. Uh, what is networking? Well, I like to think of it as uh, just the simple process of making contact with people and exchanging information and, and doing it in a way that can help develop relationships that are good for you and good for them. Um, That's right. And it's really just a friendly interaction either with people that you know or with new people that you're meeting. Okay. And it's so important. I'm so glad you mentioned relationships. I know sometimes people sort of want to jump to the sale before they develop that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I know you agree with me that building that relationship is the key to future uh, work down the line. Is it that really correct? is. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, it, um, to have that is really a very long-term goal that perhaps it will turn into a sale. Uh, there will be a few who are ready to buy sooner, but to really – Think a bit more about the focus on how can you help them, what would be something important in the connection with you over time, and then just naturally in the process there will be opportunities where, where business can happen between you, but not to have that be the first or primary goal. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So if a sale doesn't come out of that initial contact, Leslie, I know some people are going to be wondering, my people in my audience, the people who are new uh, to business, they're going to be asking, well, why should they bother to network at all? Mm, that is such a good question. And there are a lot of people that are very uncomfortable with the idea of networking. And in fact, last week I was talking with one of my colleagues and she said, I hate networking. <laughs> she was, <laughs> She was just, you know, and, and I asked her, I wanted to just hear a little more about it. You know, what is it that you don't like about it? And, and she really went on at length that there were a lot of things about it. And I, I bet some of your listeners may have some of those same feelings. And I think it's really important, I'm hoping in our conversation today, that we can address some of those things that will help people feel uh, perhaps more comfortable with it and maybe even um, – Sometimes it's a shift in mindset. How we even think about networking can make a difference as well. 
Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's start with that then. What are some of the, let's talk about some of the pros. Why should people, you know, network? You know, you know why, how, how do they start making that shift in mindset? Why should they make that shift in mindset? Right. Well, that's such a good question, and it's one that most of us don't ask. And um, there's a couple ways that I, I like to encourage people to think about it. And one, it starts with perhaps lowering the expectations that if we're going to a networking situation or an event that we have to try to meet everybody or that there's going to be 100 people and, and it's going to feel overwhelming. So instead of thinking about that, I like to encourage people to just focus on a small goal. For example, it could be as small as just aim to meet three people while you're there mixing and mingling. And you can even set a goal for what kinds of people would you like to meet, what would be helpful to you right now. For example, I like to encourage people also to go with a goal related to their personal or their business life. For example, it might be for your, your folks that are real estate investors, it might be thinking about, I want to find somebody who's a good painter who can, you know, when I have a property that needs some touch-up or a, a fresh coat of paint, I'm looking for somebody who would be a good painter or maybe a yard maintenance person or a plumber. And so if you go into a networking setting with that as a goal that you'd like to get um, information or a referral or a name for somebody like that that can help you, that makes the conversation easier. So after you've kind of said a quick hello, you can say, you know, I'm keeping my ears open right now for somebody who, a good plumber out in the, and you might mention whatever geographic area. Do you know anybody or do you know anybody who might have a, a good uh, referral, somebody like that? And that can make the conversation easier. Plus, chances are you'll probably hear a name or two or get a lead or two with something like that that will help you with your business. So it, it's like we shift the focus from just let's go in and meet a bunch of people to, hmm, I might find somebody here who can be helpful to me or me to them. Okay, very good. I like that last part, me to them, because that's such an important aspect of networking as well, is helping others before you start asking them to help you. Can you expand on that a little, Leslie? Yes, I'd love to. And in fact, I, I like to encourage people with uh, a way that you can ask that. So one of the ways I like to do that, and that I, I have found other people have success too, is to ask them, um, what can I keep my ears open for for you right now? Or what, what would help you with your business right now? And then be quiet for a sec and let the other person answer. And a lot of times that, that question will surprise people. They weren't necessarily <laughs> expecting you to ask something like that. And even if they don't have a, an immediate answer, it's a compliment to ask them. It's a, it's a generous gift to ask that question. And even if they say, well, nothing right now that I can think of, you can say, well, let me know. You know and in fact, why don't we trade a card so we can stay connected with each other? And, and if there is ever anything, I hope you'll give me a, a call because I'd be glad to help. So that type of a, uh, a friendly, uh, helpful position I think helps make networking a, more, uh, a, a warm, um, just a little bit more comfortable for everybody. Right. Uh, I find that that works for me, especially when you hear someone express a concern uh, if you know someone who could possibly help them, that you can make that referral to them. And people find that generosity 
uh, to be uh, enlightening uh, and it, it's very helpful because they don't really expect it. But when you can be a connector in the group, that can be very valuable for you. Yes, absolutely. And so even just adopting that as your mindset, um, I even sometimes like to set a little intention or, or if people are comfortable, even say a quick little prayer. You know, my intention is to, to connect with people where I can be helpful to them and they to me. So I like oh, to kind of walk in with just that thought in my mind as I'm going in. Um, and then I try to like attune to my... Um, my intuition, if you want to think of it as that, that way, is to who, who's the right person to talk to next? And so I'll kind of look around and, and see. You know, another trick that is helpful, and I learned this very young. I grew up as a, a kid in a military family. And so we, we, every few years we're moving to a brand new place, have to start over and <laughs> didn't know anybody, have to meet people. And so one of the things that I learned that helps me even now as an adult when I'm networking is when I go into a place, um, it, whether I'm familiar with it or not, I always like to look around at the fringe just a little bit and see is there anybody else that might be new or maybe they look like this is their first time to be there um, and, and maybe they're just kind of trying to get their bearings. And a lot of times I like to walk over to them and strike up a conversation because chances are that will help them with their comfort um, to kind of ease into the, um, the networking event, and it can help you too. So immediately you've got somebody that would be uh, a comfortable place to start. I almost like to think of myself kind of informally as uh, imagine that I'm one of the hosts of the event and I want to help other people feel welcome too because I know that I, I like it when somebody helps me feel welcome somewhere. Does that make sense? Yes, yes that's such a, a great uh, idea. When I heard you make your presentation this past spring in California where we attended this conference, Leslie and I were speakers at a conference uh, sponsored by uh, Connie Reagan Green. And you made that point there, and I thought it was just so wonderful. I think people just reacted to that because it's such a friendly thing to do, and it makes you feel much more comfortable welcoming someone else. At the same time, you're warming yourself up as well. So that's a, a great mm -hmm. suggestion. So, well, you know, where should entrepreneurs uh, network? Uh, are there certain organizations or what, what kind of tips do you have for where they should go? People say, I don't know where to start. Well, I always like to encourage people to approach that two different ways. And so one thing I'm going to start with, and this might surprise people, but think about just as you're living your life, wherever you go where there's other people, if you'll be friendly and interact a little bit, that's networking. And so, for example, let's say uh, a person has kids, and maybe that, you know now that we're getting into the potentially you know in the school year time, there's um, kids have events, you know whether it's a soccer game or there's a meeting at the school with the teachers or you know, things like that. Anytime you're with other people, you can use the same skills and just strike up a conversation, ask them about themselves, or um, find out a little bit about. Um, kind of what brings them to that event or, or anything just like that about that common interest, that common place. And in the natural course of things, very often you can, you can work in a bit of, hey, you know, you know, introduce yourself, your name, and ask their name, or it's really great to meet you. Um, 
let's let's stay in touch and offer to trade a phone number or contact information. And then um, the other thing is to even look around in their local area geographically for groups that already are meeting in terms of more formal networking. For example, a great place to look right now is on meetup.com. There's all kinds of groups uh, from business to hobbies, you name it. Almost all of them are listed on meetup.com. And that can be a great place to find groups. Another is to think about professional associations. For example, next week I'm speaking to um, the local real estate investors association in my area. And many, any type of large city will typically have uh, real estate investors associations um, that will have regular meetings that you can attend, and they almost always will include some time before or at the end for networking. But also any other kind of professional group is a great place to, to network, and there are many groups now that meet informally for breakfast or for lunch or even after hours. Um, where, you're, where guests are welcome. And in fact, I always encourage people to go as a guest several times. Don't feel like you have to necessarily join the group right away, and, and maybe even ever. You, you know, think about one or two eventually that you might join, but most of the rest, be a guest on a regular basis. Does that make sense? It does. It does. In fact, I recently joined my local Rotary Club after attending a meeting for about a month getting to uh, know the group and, and uh, uh, networking with them some, making sure that it would be a good fit for me uh, for what I want to do for my business and my personal life. So I certainly agree uh, with you on, on, in that regard. It's just so important to get out and, uh, and meet some people. And it's, like you say, it could be just as simple as introducing yourself and uh, you know, trading phone numbers after a while or cards and saying, let's stay in touch. There's a real a little trick to that. Would you mind if I share it about the exchange the, <laughs> the business cards? Because again, that's another place where sometimes people people say, "Gosh, it just feels awkward or weird," or or I hate it when people just want to shove a card at me and don't even want to talk. You know? Right, <laughs> so right. <laughs> So here's a, a way to do that. I always like to encourage people to have a little bit of conversation first. You know, um, strike up the conversation like we're talking about. And then at some point um, you can say something and say it with kind of a light tone of voice. Say, let's stay in touch. Why don't we want to trade a card? And so mm-hmm. you do it in a – um, people aren't going to say no to that. Yeah? <laughs> right. So, so just offer, let's trade a card. I'd love to stay in touch with you. So it almost becomes a natural part of the extension of the conversation. Now here's a couple more tricks around that. One that I find it, it's surprisingly common, um, but it always surprises me, but I've learned how to kind of be prepared for that. So I want to share that with, a, with, with your um, wonderful folks that are listening. Sometimes people say, well, I don't have a card with me, or I already gave out all my cards. <laughs> and so be ready for that. And my suggestion is take lots of cards with you. Have like double the number of cards that you think you're going to need, and, and a pen, a ballpoint. And just say, no problem, why don't you write on the back of one of mine? And then I'll give you one of mine to keep. So always you know, give them two cards, ask them to write their contact information, you know, their name, their phone number, their email on the back, and uh, to give the card back. Now here's the other thing. 
so that you'll remember and not give that card away to somebody else accidentally. What I do is I take my pen after I, I get the card back from them and I draw a diagonal line through the front, through my information. And then that way I, I have a, an easy visual reminder that to look on the back of that card that, I, you know, that it, somebody else's info is there. And that has helped me so much. It just has made that process simpler. Right, right. I like that. And the one thing that I like to do when I do receive someone's card is to immediately write down the place where I met them, the event, and the date so that I can have a recollection of them. Because sometimes you go to events and you get lots of different cards and, and you have all these cards and you know, a few months later you wonder where I got it, who this, who this person was. But I find that when I write that little note to myself on the back of the card, it, uh, it brings the memory back of when and where and uh, the reason for the connection. That's really smart to do that, Pam. And like you say, to do it right away and use, you know, before the evening is done because it will be fresh in your memory. Um, the other thing I sometimes do if I am at a, an event and I'm coming home with several cards is either I'll paper clip them together, but even better is to put them in an envelope, just a regular business envelope. And then you can write information on the front of that envelope, a little more deep when and where, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. It will jog your memory. Um, I also write notes on the individual cards, as you're saying, if there was something they said or something about them that might help me to remember them. The other thing I like to do, if, if you're comfortable for me to go there, is like, what do you yes. do after the networking? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, because we're sort of on the edge of that talking about the cards. And one, uh, an easy thing to do is go into to LinkedIn and to Facebook and see if you can find the people that you just met. Because ah. almost everybody is going to be, if it's a professional situation, many, many, most people are in LinkedIn these days. And if you can find them, you can send them a, an invitation to connect if you want to. And a lot of people are on Facebook as well. And so again, while you're thinking of that, you can go out. Um, hopefully they have their picture there. It will help you um, recognize that that, that that was the same person that you just met. And that can be a great follow-up action, one, one of several follow-up things you can do. That's right, because so, you know, it's so important to follow up. Sometimes we just go just this far, getting the card, meeting them. That's not developing the relationship enough. It's the follow-up where the relationship builds and grows. So thank you so much for bringing uh, that up. But before we talk about more follow-up tips, I'd like to uh, talk a bit about some common mistakes that you've heard about or that you know sure. of that people make probably because they're nervous or are not quite sure what to do. And we want our audience to network like a pro, so what should they avoid doing? <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's a great question. Um, and then we sort of alluded to it there just a minute ago, is be sure you have cards with you, your business cards. And in fact, I always encourage people Keep some business cards in your in your vehicle, or in if you if you have a purse or a, a tote bag or a briefcase that you carry with you, have extra ones. And I encourage people bring about 50 cards when you network. Five zero, 50, a bunch, far more than you're likely to need. There's a certain confidence that comes. So that's one mistake. Don't don't go out without the cards. And also a, a ballpoint pen, I think, is so helpful. Um, another common mistake that people sometimes make um, is to have 
try to be juggling too many things, like a drink or a plate of food and your cards. You know. <laughs> and so one of the secrets is, there's a couple of them. I usually recommend that if you can, um, if you're going to have something to drink, a soft drink or water is actually better because it will help you be clear in your mind. And if you want to have some wine or a drink, do it later. Or even when you go home, because then you can relax and enjoy it. You're not trying to juggle it and mix and mingle and talk. <laughs> right, right. Keep that goal in mind. What are you trying to do there? <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. And also, I tend to try to have a little snack before I go so I'm not super hungry. And I, I would rather not be trying to carry a plate around. Again, it's just one thing too many to try to juggle or, you know, in terms of trying to eat food and swallow and not get it on you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one. It, it's just even think, okay, my goal is to be here and to, to network, not so much to have supper right now. Uh, now, the exception to that would be if it's a lunch meeting, for example, and then you know, usually there will be a time when people are sitting and eating, that sort of thing. So it has its time, and then there's often networking before and after or at the table. Um, another common mistake, I think, is being too focused on how, how many people you can meet. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, there's, there's 20 people here. I've got to try and meet them all. No, no, that's crazy. And, and that will just make you feel stressed, you know. Right. <laughs> so I would really rather have you have three or four good conversations. Really, you know, take a few minutes with a person and come away with that rather than trying to hop around and, and meet everybody. So that's another one. Again, it's sort of a mindset shift. Um, and 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 just to trust that it's okay to just meet a handful of people each time. That's so important, that mindset shift. Uh, you know, approaching um, networking with a different mindset. It's not uh, how many people you meet. It's the quality of those relationships. And when you, have, uh, when you go to a meeting and if you talk to three or four people, you're probably having deeper kinds of conversations and making a real connection than if you try to meet everyone for two seconds and force your card into their hand. So that's yeah. not what we're talking about for as far as networking with a pro. It's having the shift of mindset, focus on three to four people, and not try to juggle too many things. You know, have your hands clear so that you can shake hands, you can present the card. Oh, exactly. but Leslie, I know um, the last time I saw you give a presentation, you talked to us about handshaking. I know it's a little hard to, to, uh, to see that since this is audio, but could you talk to us a bit about the importance of the handshake and how you should do that? Sure, absolutely. And, and you're right, Pam. It's so important to have what I call a good handshake, a, a comfortable, confident handshake. And, and this is true for women as well as for men. Um, so I always encourage people, and it sounds a little weird, but I really want to encourage you in all seriousness to practice your handshake away from the meeting beforehand with, with a couple of people that you know. And, and you can say, this is weird, but I heard this advice to practice your handshake and get some feedback. So would you practice with me? You can, you can kind of set it up like that. And uh -huh. what you want is a handshake that's firm but not a bone crusher. And you want the palm-to-palm -palm connection. And then really your fingertips should just lightly wrap around the person. And if you're going to squeeze a little bit, which I encourage, use your thumb on the top and lightly squeeze, not too hard. Anybody that has 
you know, arthritis or perhaps a hand injury. You just sometimes you just can't tell that by looking. So you don't want to do too hard or or what I call a limp handshake. That's uh, you know, ugh. <laughs> so. So practice a little bit. The other reason why not to carry a drink around is, is because you know the last thing we want is for your hand, to, your right hand, to be cold and wet from carrying the drink. So if you're going to have something to drink at the meeting, carry it in your left hand to begin with, and then your right hand is available for a handshake. And then the other thing is offer your hand first, so that you know um, people know that. They see your handshake is coming, even when you're a few steps away from them. Hey, hi, I'm glad to meet you, that kind of a thing. Now, now where I live, I don't know if this is true for, for you, but a lot of times when people know each other well and then they run into each other at networking things, they'll hug each other. Yeah. And I don't encourage, <laughs> encourage that. That shouldn't be your first thing, obviously. Right. But, over time, if it's acceptable in, in your community or in your professional circle, you can get to that. But the handshake is really the gold standard, always, always in good taste to have a great handshake. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for those valuable tips. Now, let's see. We're coming to the close of our interview here, our conversation, Leslie, but is there one final piece of advice you'd like to share with this audience of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, speakers, authors, real estate investors who are out networking, what's your one last best piece of advice? <laughs> oh, there's many. <laughs> so great. There's many things. Um, one would be um, I encourage people to approach networking as a skill that they can practice and get better at over time, and to really think of it as something that they want to gradually become masterful with, and not to just think of it as, oh, there was some networking before, we got to the main thing was the meeting, but no, really think of networking as a key skill for any business person, any real estate investor, anybody who wants to be successful in growing their team. And it, as you mentioned earlier, one of your goals is helping people to build their authority status, and being known as somebody who is good at networking, who's comfortable, who is over time gradually out and visible and meeting people is a great strategy for building your authority status as a business person. So I think it ties in beautifully with your theme this month, Pam. And it is, it's, it's not a hard skill. It just takes some practice. So I encourage people, stay with it and have fun with it and enjoy the, the wonderful people that you'll meet along the way. Oh, boy, well, thank you so much, Leslie, for sharing all of these practical tips and strategies about networking. Uh, you've just been so insightful uh, with your advice to this audience. So remember, everyone, to, you know, it's a skill that you can learn. You may not be great at it at first, but... Uh, you can work on it and see it that way as you advance along this continuum. But, Leslie, thank you so much for your great advice, and we'll have to have you back because I know that you've just written a new book on procrastination, and yes. I can't wait for you to share that with our audience, so we'll have to arrange that for another time. It would be my pleasure. I'd love to do that, Pam. Well, thank you so much. So remember, everyone, we begin with the end in mind. What are you creating? 
you are creating a business of significance, and you will need a team to help make that dream come true. So let us at My Biz Dream Team show you how to build your dream business. This is Pamela Montgomery of My Biz Dream Team. You can find us online at mybizdreamteam.com, sharing powerful strategies about achieving uncommon results. Remember to subscribe to this podcast series so that you can automatically receive each episode. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of My Biz Dream Team Opportunity Wednesday training series. Bye.